Food Heals Podcast, episode 229. I was actually lucky enough to go to the restaurant where Alfredo created Alfredo. It's in Rome. It's really cool. My great aunt told me about it because she went there when Alfredo was still alive. And, Alfredo's uh, a dude. He's not just a sauce. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Alfredo's a dude. He's not just a sauce. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody, and warning, today's episode just might make your mouth water. On today's show, we've got the Southern California native vegan chef who's been walking the plant-based talk since the age of eight. Leslie Darso's here on the show, and we've got Vincent Shortino. Vince is part of Roxy's amazing team and our sound engineer for the day. And he's got some questions for Leslie on how to veganize some of his favorite Italian dishes. So this episode was actually recorded in July, shortly after we got back from our first annual Food Heals Vegan Italian Getaway, but I decided to save it for you for now for two reasons. First, because the holidays are coming up, so why don't we talk about food, how to cut calories from some of our favorite, most decadent recipes without compromising taste or presentation this holiday season, Plus, Leslie and Vince are Italian, and I married into an Italian family, and most of our conversation today revolved around Italian cuisine. And Food Heals Nation, you know that we are heading back to Italy June 15th to June 22nd, 2019, and you are invited. Go to foodhealsnation.com and click on Italy to get all the details, but essentially, we'll be on the Amalfi Coast whining, we'll be fine dining, we'll be hiking, boating, shopping, swimming, olive oil tasting, and we'll even try to squeeze in some relaxation at the infinity pool for you, if we have time. Once you arrive, everything is taken care of. From the moment you step off the plane, you'll be whisked away to our villa overlooking the coast, and then your plant-based adventure begins. All of our dinners will be at the most delicious restaurants that Amalfi has to offer. Plus, there will be cooking classes with Leslie so you can learn how to make vegan versions of all your favorite Italian classics. All breakfast will be made by the incredible staff at the villa, all fresh, all organic, all vegan, straight from the organic garden on property where we're staying. The price includes everything you need, all the activities, the boat rides, the trips, all breakfasts, all dinners, airport transportation, your stay at the gorgeous villa, virtually everything except your flight, alcohol, optional gratuities, and some lunches if we're just walking around town you might want to eat on your own. Prices go up November 30th, so get in now at the lowest price we will ever offer. All we need is a deposit to reserve your spot. You can pay the balance in 2019. Download the brochure at foodhealsnation.com and click on Italy or email me directly if you're ready to book now, info at foodhealsnation.com. Next up, my interview with Leslie and Vince. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. We are here in the Food Hills Podcast studio in LA 
back from Italy, and we wish that we could take all of Food Heals Nation with us. But since we can't, we're just going to keep doing podcasts about it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? Next time we need to do some Facebook living when we're there. I know. It's just a bad time zone. We're no, gonna- but there's a time. I mean, if we do it in their evening, it's our morning-ish. And so I think it'd be perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, we could do some live cooking. That'd be so fun. I think and Go that- out into the garden, pick some food. One of people's favorite things at the retreat was your cooking class. Oh, thank you. No, for real. And it lasted, I mean, look, you can't Facebook Live for four hours. That's I mean, true. <laughs> That's true. We kind of cooked all day. We cooked we all made day. A huge feast. Yeah, but maybe we could Facebook Live parts of it or yeah. do some sort of video content to show people how easy it is to make this delicious food. And I think, you know, it doesn't mean that all of the recipes that we're going to talk about today are going to take you for eight hours. It just means that if you have a day to cook and you're with a group of people, it could, but it's also the experience of doing it. I was going to say that day also included going to the farmer's market and a leisure day yeah. of cooking and enjoying and teaching and learning. If you want to see it, there's a one second video of it on my YouTube page. Now. Yay. From Leap Second? Leap Second is a really cool app. I totally dig it. I just did it again last week on a trip. It's so fun. So Laura Peterson from Copy That Pops did a leap second video, which is one second throughout your day, you take one second videos and then it, it cuts it together itself. Mm-hmm. And so she showed us this app and now I'm obsessed. It's so fun. I'm totally obsessed. Leap yeah. second, please sponsor my next trip to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send them this episode and be like, we love you. <laughs> sponsor us. So, okay. <clears throat> so I feel like today is about like, Not only was our trip amazing, and we're going to talk about it because we can't not, but really, how can you veganize your Italian meals at home and make them a little bit healthier? A lot of your recipes make them thousands of calories less just because you're replacing a dairy substitute or something like that. That's the nice thing about being vegan, isn't it? We (laughs) automatically get way less calories in most of our food. But I mean, you brought home a bunch of products that you bought in Italy. And I want everyone to know how easy it is to find the Italian imported products in the States as well or wherever you're listening. I'm sure your town either has a Italian store or you can order a lot of this stuff on Amazon now. And so you you can bring Italy into your home anywhere you are. Oh, I love that. So I want to go through those because I'm now, you have made me an Italian snob because we went there (laughs) and I'm like, the olives in America don't taste this good. And the olive oil, like I imported, I bought all of this stuff. It was shipped to me. I have limoncello. I have orange olive oil. I have lemon olive oil. I have all of these things that I cannot get here. So I would love to, when we're talking about this, tell us how we can order these things online that are the Italian versions that we can get. Even if we can't get them at our local grocery store, why not have some things delivered? Sure. Or you can make them yourself. I mean, if you can get some really good olive oil in your town um, or at your store, or if you want to order it online, to make that lemon olive oil, you just can... Do a big peel of lemon, stick it in that olive oil for a few days, and you'll have lemon olive oil. Same with orange. Okay, stop right now. We have to talk about this because I have tried to make lemon olive oil before, but all I did was mix lemon juice and olive oil, no. and it doesn't mix. No, 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 no. So how do you make it That's mix? how you make salad dressing. Okay. No, no, no. Exactly. You but just how do you make want it to mix? use the skin 
So you want to peel a nice big peel of the lemon off. Okay. And then put that in your oil. Listeners have no idea that Leslie just picked up a a fake piece of fruit in the studio that we have to make it pretty. And she picked up a fake lemon and started peeling the fake lemon. Well, I wanted to show you one to demonstrate. Not the whole rind with the white and everything. Use a vegetable peeler and just peel the top layer of the skin off. And that's what you put in. Same with the orange for the orange oil. Okay, so that's the difference because I'm sitting here. I ordered the uh, orange and lemon olive oils from our villa, which was incredible. Well, that stuff's a little special because it's olives grown on property, lemons grown on property, and oranges grown on property. And so it, it's going to taste a little like the Italian sunshine when you, when it you does. open it up. Okay, it totally does. But if you have to hack it at home, this is a really good way to hack it. Well, that's why I thought it was even more special because I was like, I tried to do this at home. I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know the secrets. You didn't call me first. I know. I don't think I knew you when I made this recipe. So thank goodness I know you now. So I can just <laughs> call you for anything. No, you only put lemon juice in with the olive oil when you're making salad dressing. Yes, which I still do and which is still delicious. But yes. it just like the flavors there were so good that I'm now feeling like back home. Obviously, Dan, my husband, everyone knows I'm not Italian like Leslie is, but I married into the Italian You're Italian by association. Right. And so like, I want to keep up. I want to be cool. I want to know my shit, but I don't always know it. And at the same time, obviously, I married into an Italian family, but they're not vegan. So I have to go to all the Italian restaurants and figure out how to veganize my meal and also make it taste amazing. So I think that is kind of like the theme of today and of course we're going to talk about Italy and our trip but we're also going to talk to Vince who is our podcast producer for the day and he's got some great questions for us. Hi Vince. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So Vince was sent from Roxy's team. He is an audio engineer and music producer and Vince do you want to just come over and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Come on over. Come on over, baby. <laughs> oh, you did better. Okay. Well, you know. We should practice I don't that. know Vince that well. I don't know how he feels about me calling him baby. <laughs> <laughs> I called him baby. I met him multiple times now. We're, we're like this. <laughs> besties. Hello. Hello. Hi, Vince. How are you guys doing today? Great. Welcome to the Food Heals Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm an audio engineer, music producer, and mixing and mastering engineer. And um, yeah. It's very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Very impressive. Yes. Yeah, so Roxy, as Food Heals Nation knows, because we always say, roll it, Roxy. She is our podcast producer, but sometimes she can't make it. And so she sends Vince. So Vince is our new favorite. Roxy, you have to step up your game now. <gasps> <laughs> because Jackson, my dog, is obsessed with Vince. So. Yes. And I love him too. I know. He's the best. They're he both you. so cute. <laughs> So, yes, we have the dogs in the studio. Pepe is not here today. Leslie's dog is not here. I know. He's <laughs> he's at home sulking and, and, and healing. He got bit by a dog Aww. in the face. But it's okay. He's okay. He's totally, totally fine. He's just a little scared right now. And so he just wants to kind of be alone. I know. I love him so much. He's so precious. He's so sweet. So Pepe and Charlotte are like the same age. So I feel like they get each other. They like, totally get each other. When yeah. he comes here, they're so cute. They all just kind yeah. of lay down and chill. <laughs> Nobody is like, everyone's like, okay, cool. We're all a little older. Okay, cool. We'll just lay down and sleep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So Vince, you are Italian. Yep. Italian-American. Italian-American. And you don't eat cheese. Yes, I can. I cannot eat cheese. I have an allergic reaction with it. 
Oh, it's the worst. I it know is. a lot of people are lactose intolerant, dairy allergies, dairy sensitivities in the U.S. You know, and so for all of us who want to eat dairy free but still eat delicious food, I think Leslie can help us. Of course, I can help you, but I think that's also a big misconception, and people think it's going to be a really difficult time to travel to Italy if you're dairy free, if you're vegan, vegetarian, or even gluten free, and it really is not. It's very easy to travel through Italy like that. I mean, especially in the South, because all of their bases are based with oils instead of butters, uh, which you run into a little bit of trouble up north with. But yes, it's so, so easy to be dairy-free, meat-free, gluten-free, all of the frees in Italy. Uh, the, the specialties, in, especially in Southern Italy, are nothing but the freshest of fresh produce done in really simple, healthy ways. And so, I mean, did you find there being an issue at all when we were traveling? Oh my God, no. And I think we proved that not only on the trip, but like on our podcast episode where we podcasted live from Italy, where we had people like Noor, who are normally gluten-free in the US, Mm -hmm. and she was able to have a large amount of gluten in Italy because it's just processed differently. She was able to eat the pizza and the croissants. It's different strains of wheat, and Mm -hmm. it's also different strains of yeast. So uh, gluten intolerances are often misdiagnosed as yeast intolerances because we have very active yeast here in the United States. And so uh, that's why a lot of people are okay when they go overseas. So if you have celiac, I don't recommend like diving in and having giant amounts of gluten the second you land. Sure, But you know, if you have a sensitivity, maybe try it. I have a little bit of a sensitivity here, but I am totally fine when I'm in Italy. So, or in France for that matter. All right. So I say just give it a, give it a taste. I totally agree. And we busted all of those myths when we were there. But I think we can also bust them here in the U.S. or wherever you live that we can make things at home that taste absolutely divinely delicious, have less calories, are less clogging of the arteries, are healthier for you, don't have cheese, but sometimes we could have a cheese substitute or a cream substitute. Leslie knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I actually I'm nodding was, my head yeah. <laughs> vigorously. And so before we got started, I was talking to Vince because he was like, well, how do you make this and how do you make this and I was like well Leslie knows the answer so what are some of like the top questions that you have like that you know I want to make this but I can't have this because I can't have dairy well the first one is definitely Alfredo sauce I eat Alfredo all the time and if there's a replacement for it I would love to hear about it Yes, sir. Of course there's a replacement. But I was actually lucky enough to go to the restaurant where um, Alfredo created Alfredo. What? It's in Rome. It's really cool. My great aunt told me about it because she went there when Alfredo was still alive. And Alfredo's uh, a dude. He's not just a sauce. That's yeah, crazy. Alfredo's a dude. He's not just a sauce. I love that. Um, yeah, and he... Um, she said he... Because they serve it tableside there and they make it tableside. And so Alfredo himself used to come around to every table and make it. And he had these huge, long gold silverware. It's a big fork and a big spoon that Mary Pickford, the actress, had given him when she came and ate in his restaurant. And so So he would come out there with his big, giant gold fork and spoon and whip up. The Alfredo. So it's it's pretty cool. I made my mom order it, who eats dairy, so that I could watch how it was made table side. <laughs> um, and it, it's 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 a lot of cheese. It's a lot of cheese. If you if you're sensitive at all to cheese, I don't recommend it. But it's very very easy to do cheese free, dairy free. I just substitute it out. It also makes it a lot healthier. My Alfredo that I do is a cauliflower based 
do you want me do you want me to tell you how to make it yes okay <laughs> i want to hear it right like we're like yes tell us everything right so there's so there's four main components to the sauce there's the cauliflower roasted garlic so you want to roast it, a whole bulb of garlic if you like um, lots of garlic go for two i don't mind you're going to caramelize an onion uh, which I describe in depth on my on my website. And you're going to add cashews for a little bit of creamy. I find that if you make a fettuccine alfredo with just cauliflowers, it gets very dry. Same with mac and cheese. If you make any cashew sauce without adding in something else, it can kind of dry out very quickly. But that cauliflower keeps it really creamy. So mm. the cauliflower, we're going to cook in a clear vegetable broth. And you're going to boil it until it becomes completely fork tender and can shred. So you're going to put that in a blender with the, the vegetable broth, with the caramelized onion, with the roasted garlic, with some nutritional yeast, Yum. with some of the um, <laughs> cashew that's been soaked. Puree that up and salt and pepper to taste it is simple unbelievably delicious addictive sauce that sounds so good yeah i'm, I'm really hungry now ah. <laughs> i know i only have fruit on the table for us today sorry guys Which i've been annihilating it's so good i love <laughs> summer fruit oh me too and so vince do you think that is something that you could do at home like do you are you like i got this or are you like i need more well, I, th- I think I can do it. I'm going to give it a shot, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Yay, yeah. do it. I will. I mean, it really is just, it's so simple, but it's just cooking the ingredients separately and pureeing yeah. them together. Exactly. Do you yeah, know what um, nutritional yeast is? No, I have no idea what nutritional yeast is. I used to not. That's why I asked. Okay. I think it was like one of the first episodes of the Food Heals podcast. I'm just being honest here, where someone talked about nutritional yeast and I didn't know about it. And I started trying it. And it is this most delicious thing that you can sprinkle over soup, salads, anything. You can put it into sauces. It is healthy and it tastes like cheese. So everyone that tells me I cannot live without cheese, nutritional yeast is step one. Put yes. it on your salads. Put it on everything. What's in it? Put it, it on your popcorn. What's in it? Popcorn. Oh, Nutritional yeast one. is a byproduct of making yeast. That's why it's also called brewer's yeast. One of the really key things about nutritional yeast that is ex- really good is that it's very high in vitamin B12, which is slightly more difficult to get as a vegan. Yeah. So the great news is you can just have nutritional yeast on everything and you'll be fine. That's why my B12 is high because I put it on everything. There you go. <laughs> every soup, every salad, every sauce. I, I don't live without it. Wow. If I run, I usually buy like two or three at a time. If I run out, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what, I don't know what to do now. Well, it's a water-soluble vitamin, so make sure you're taking it every day. I am. Good. Well, I also have my Global Healing Center vitamin B12 that I put under my tongue. Oh. So I got the B12. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to find B12 supplements at any nutritional store, any any health store, any grocery store. Yes. You just have to find a vegan-friendly one. Right. Methylcopolopin. <laughs> I know. It's always, it always <laughs> makes me laugh that so many B12 vitamins are not vegan when it's people that don't eat meat that need the B12 <laughs> I know it's very confusing. So if you're listening right now and you're like, what? Okay, you can go online and look this up, but make sure that you're getting a plant-based B12 supplement when you buy it. Um, Global Healing Center is my favorite because they just have the drops. You drop them on your tongue or under your tongue and they taste like childhood. Like they taste like childhood. an orange, like an yeah, orange it's soda. Tangy. It's very tangy. <laughs> um, but also even um, Whole Foods 365 tablets, uh, which are very inexpensive Done. and affordable are great. And they are vegan as well. 
Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so what other questions do you have for Leslie? Um, what about chicken Milano? Chicken Milano. Chicken Milano is actually an Italian-American dish. Oh, really? Uh, okay. But it is uh, chicken with cream and sun-dried tomatoes uh, and basil. Yeah. And so if you're going to have the chicken, you can easily substitute out the cream for a cashew cream. Yeah. Either soak your cashews overnight or boil them in boiling water for eight minutes. Okay. And then rinse them really, really well. Throw them in the blender with a little bit of water, some nutritional yeast, some salt, some pepper, and you'll have the base of your sauce. Wow, that's pretty delicious. simple. Delicious. And if you don't want to do the chicken, then I would sub out and throw something else in there. If you're into like seitan, you could do that. But if you're not and you're more into whole food eating, I mean, I would do it with zucchini. Do some oh, big grilled zucchini. zucchini steaks, or even do. Um, because uh, sometimes chicken Milano is fried and sometimes it's baked. Right. So if you're going to bread it and fry it, you could bread and fry some big zucchini steaks and then put the creamy sun-dried tomato basil over that it. Sounds so good. Yeah. I just came up with that right now, but I think I'm going to make that <laughs> yeah. very soon. Dude, I would like to see it. Sure. That sounds really good. Well, I make the fried zucchini steaks and I can make the sauce, so why wouldn't it be good together? <laughs> right. So are those things that your family makes a lot that you could maybe like make your own version of? Yeah, that's pretty much what my family makes a lot. So my family is originally from Ohio, so they're all in Ohio. So now I have to make all the recipes by myself, Mm. which gives me more flexibility because I don't have to deal with the cheese. So I'm going to try these out. Are your family recipes written down? No, they are not. Yeah. See, that's the thing about most of the tradition. Most of the cultural recipes are not written down. And so it's really important for our generation to learn them. And I really encourage anyone that still has parents and grandparents that are still alive to go spend time with them and just in the kitchen, learn everything that you can, because that stuff is so important to pass down generation to generation. And those recipes are getting lost and dying. And it's just, it's such a tragedy. So go get in the kitchen with your family. I will. I will. And I'm going to jump back really quickly to the breading and frying of the zucchini because I should mention the best way to do it because doing it um, and you eat eggs, you're going to dredge the chicken or the zucchini in the egg. You're going to flour it, egg it, bread crumb it. But as a vegan, the best way to get things to stick is with aquafaba, which is the liquid from a can of chickpeas. And so drain the can of chickpeas, save that liquid. And it's a fantastic egg replacer for so many things, but it is a great glue. So dredge the zucchini in flour to make sure it's nice and dry. Dredge it in the aquafaba, cover it all up, and then pat it into the breadcrumbs and then straight into um, the oil to fry. Yum. I'm so I sorry I didn't cook today, Alice, and I'm getting hungry talking about all this. I know, but you cooked on the vegan Italian getaway, so like, and I just went to your wonderful dinner party like what a week ago, and it was so delicious. So I feel like I understand where you're coming from because all of your food is so good, but I still don't know how to make it because I'm not, I don't have the knowledge that you have to know to drain the chickpeas and all of that. So this is yeah. amazing for me. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we cooked in Italy, and I, I think I made for that dinner party as well because people. Every time I have people over and I'm making Italian food, they ask me to make eggplant parmesan. Yeah. And I have no problem because I love eggplant parmesan. And 99% of the time it's done wrong. Or not wrong, but not (laughs) the way that I grew up with it. Not well. Yeah. When you eat eggplant parmesan, you should not have to chew it. It should just slide into your mouth and just melt. Yes. And it is just heaven. Mm. 
And it's not heavy breadcrumbs. There's no breadcrumbs involved. Please stop breading your eggplant when you fry it. So what should they do instead? So eggplant is simple. Slice it lengthwise. Let it sit. I half peel them. I, I will also point that out because that changes the texture a little bit. I like a little bit of peel on it, but you don't want peel in every single bite you take. So I kind of half peel and make them look like zebras. And then I slice them thin lengthwise, salt them, leave them for 10, 15 minutes, pat them dry, and then dredge them into flour straight into the oil. Mm. Just flour and oil, no breadcrumbs. Take them out, place them on paper towel, then layer it with tomato sauce, big whole pieces of basil, Don't cut it because the cutting immediately stimulates the basil to start turning bitter because you're cutting the cells in half. And so just place the whole leaves in there so they stay sweet. And then I make a Parmesan out of cashew and garlic and onion and salt and pepper that I sprinkle in between all the layers so that you get kind of a texture and reminiscence of that with also nutritional yeast. <laughs> um, and then just layer that up in a baking dish and um, bake it until it's bubbling and it will change your life. Wow, that it sounds amazing. A genius. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm mind blown right now. It's completely amazing. Oh, well, you know, eggplant parmesan, it kind of got bastardized when it came over here people started using breadcrumbs to cover it and then they started using mozzarella with it which is not traditional in italy um some parts it is but for the most part traditional eggplant parmesan is just eggplant how i described cooking it with um parmesan in between the layers and that's it and um you guys have a question for you because you're both um italian american and i married into an italian family and i feel like a myth around Italian food is that it's really based around like sauce and cheese. And what I learned from you, Leslie, at the retreat is that, well, the original pizza actually didn't have cheese on it. It was just Mm -hmm. marinara. Mm -hmm. And I feel that when I'm with my Italian family, they are all about the cheesy pasta or the cheesy pizza and obviously lots of other things on it. But what do you guys think? Like, is that your impression as an Italian American, Vince? Like, is that what you grew up with? And, yeah, I pretty much grew up on the sauce. The sauce is very important to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't met a lot of Italians that said otherwise, you know. Yeah, your sauce is the base of everything in Italian cuisine. I mean, there's the mother sauces of the world and then there's the mother sauces of Italy. And uh they're they're very important to master, but I think the cheese the American, the Italian Americans are the ones that really heavily put cheese yeah. on everything. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't agree. know how and why that started. If it was the dairy board, if it was just cheese yeah. was more available here than it is in Italy. You know, there's whole parts of Italy that don't have cows. So they don't have a whole lot of cheese right. in those regions. There's regions that don't have eggs. And so those people don't use eggs in their pasta. So they, they really stick to what's local and they don't import as much as we do here. So yeah, I mean, the cheese thing is definitely something they eat cheese there. They eat a lot of cheese there, but they eat so much more here. I remember there was a documentary about this where, yes, in all these European countries, they do eat cheese and they do eat meat, but the amount on their plate is so much less than Americans. So in America, it's like, 
we're vegan because we don't want to eat meat and cheese in every plate. But a lot of people can just benefit by simply taking them off of the majority of their plates, adding more fruits and vegetables. But if you're Italian American, you can still eat delicious food without all the meat and cheese. And there's a lot of seafood in our I don't know where that came from, but there's a lot of seafood in our American Italian dishes as well. Well, there's still a lot of seafood eaten in Italy because they do eat very hyper local. So the whole coastline, the base of all the protein that they get is from seafood. Kaya. But it's true. If you look at like even in Italy, if you look at a margarita pizza in the United States, it would be covered with cheese, which margarita pizza is just a plain cheese pizza. But in Italy, it's a pizza crust, tomato sauce with little dollops of fresh cheese on it. It's not smothered in it. It's just little dollops of it. And so you're right. They just consume a lot less of it there. And so for anyone who's listening who is like, you know what, I'm on board, but I don't think that my spouse or my friends or my family or whatever can go without the meat. I know that you are not huge on meat alternatives, but I also think that it's a good gateway to help people get there. For so, sure. Like we're talking about the chicken milanese or chicken parmesan or something like that. What are some ways that, what are some things that people could do instead? I know there's Gardein and there's a lot of American brands. Like what would you say are some of the healthiest or some of the easy transition foods? Yeah, I mean, Gardein makes a pretty good chicken product. And then Beyond also makes a chicken product yeah. that's more of a strip product that's great. Um, and you can make, you know, anything with that as well. So those, those are both of fantastic solutions if you want something that's going to taste a little bit more like it but like i was saying earlier i mean try a zucchini steak try eggplant parmesan instead chicken parmesan i guarantee you're gonna like it i guarantee it too and it's like because we went on this retreat i know it and because i've been vegan for a little while now i know it but i think sometimes it's harder for people to hear it until they taste it for sure and you know if you're trying to convince people without you know quote unquote convincing them yeah the best thing to do is just make both versions i mean that's really what i did at the thanksgiving table for my family um they would make you know their cream spinach and i'd have my cream spinach and they'd have their cream onions and i have my cream onions we had their apple pie and my apple pie and their gravy and my gravy and so forth and then all of a sudden people were eating more of mine than they were of the animal-based versions and so it's just gotten to the point where we just eat all my food anyway oh my god i mean i'll eat all your food anytime (laughs) oh you're so sweet so let's go through um some of the restaurants we ate in amalfi in ravello and how we can do some of those dishes at home absolutely And and if they're going to ravello they know where to eat yeah well, I think we should start with the first night we ate at Enetavola, oh. which is a wine bar and restaurant that is just one of my favorites on the whole coastline. It is the most traditional local cuisine mm-hmm. you're going to find that I've found in that area. And it's owned by my friend Angela and her Fabulous. mother and her children. And they're such wonderful, lovely people. But the food there is really phenomenal. And I believe you had pizza fritti for the first time there. It was so Good. So let me just describe to you what it is. Okay. It's it's not pizza as you would normally think of pizza. You take the pizza dough and then you make a little circle out of it. It's not that big. It's maybe only like, what is that, six inches in diameter? Uh-huh. And you drop it into hot oil and you fry it. Yeah. So it's like fried pizza. It's fried pizza. <laughs> then you pull it out, you smother it with tomato sauce and basil and you serve it just like that. 
It was delicious. And like, yeah, again, like we were talking about earlier, no cheese needed. No, definitely not. That The richness of the oil from the pizza and the bright flavors from the tomatoes. I mean, that region has the best tomatoes I've ever tasted in the entire world. And I've eaten tomatoes all over the world yeah. on almost every continent. And those tomatoes are in. I will say that's the problem about traveling abroad is because like I'm back and I'm like I can't eat tomatoes I can't eat olives because they were so much better there yeah but that's another reason to eat organic and local whenever you can absolutely what's in season what is locally grown and what is organic is going to taste the best in your region and grow your own there's so many great places to get really good seeds online even if you just have a pot on your balcony and you're growing some in tomatoes and a tomato, you know, grow some cherry tomatoes, which are a smaller plant that do really well in pots. And then you can have a huge amount of cherry tomatoes to live off all summer long. Yeah. Where can we get the soil for that? Most home garden stores will have organic soil. So just start there. Start there. And then, you know, they have some seeds, but I much prefer to order mine online or take them from a plant that I really like. So if you're at the farmer's market and you have a tomato that you love, you can literally just take the seeds out of that and use those to start your tomato plant. I think that's something people forget is like, first of all, we can compost. Second of all, we can take the seeds from something we already have. Mm -hmm. So between the two of those, you don't actually have to buy a thing except the original tomato to get the seeds or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. But if you don't, I, mean, I was talking more if you don't have a backyard because I don't have a backyard right, right now. And so everything I grow is in pots at the moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I have the pleasure of composting at the moment, but I'll bring all my compost over to you if you want. Come on over. We have the yard. <laughs> Let's use it. <laughs> I know. I think that we should plant a huge garden in your backyard. What I know. Think? Well, I've got my mint and my lavender mm-hmm. and then there's a few other things that come and go like the lemons, but they're from the neighbor's yard, but they fall into my yard. So they're obviously mine when they yeah. fall down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's plant some. Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be great. Okay, let's talk about some of the other restaurants we went to. Sure. Let me think. Where did we go next? Um, The second night? Oh, Mimi's. We had pizza. Pizzeria Mimi is a fantastic pizza joint in Ravello. Uh, They make really phenomenal salads and pizza, and they have vegan items on the menu. All these restaurants in Ravello do now because I go there so often, which is really lovely. Yeah. (laughs) They make a pizza fritti salad. Do you remember that? So they take little balls of pizza dough, fry the little balls, and then toss it with arugula and tomatoes. Mm. Oh, my God. So good. It was ridiculous. So, so, so So how do I make that? I think I put some lemon (laughs) on it, too. You know, I love making pizza dough. And when I make pizza, I'll usually make a little bit extra dough. For a couple different reasons. You can either make pizza free tea, which is little fried pizzas. You can make the little dough balls and put them in the salad. Or one of my favorite things to do is take pizza dough, little balls, fry them, and immediately toss them into cinnamon and sugar. What? Yeah. And so they're like little Italian donut holes. Vince, I see you looking over like, what? Tell me everything. You can serve it with vanilla ice cream or drizzle it with, I make a chocolate red wine sauce. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those dishes that somebody will marry you after you. Why haven't you made somebody this for will me propose. Yet? No, why am I single is the real question. Vince, do you have a girl to make this for? What? Do you have a girl to make this for? Um, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and next time we see Vince, he's going to be engaged. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to propose after you make her these. Um, And of course, they have amazing pizza at Pizzeria Mimi. Mm -hmm. 
I think we had all sorts. I mean, we had the the pizza with the the sauteed mushrooms on it. We had the pizza with the mar- pizza marinara. Marinara and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so good. Well, that's the thing. There were so many options. I was like overwhelmed. I'm like, am I allowed to have three different types of pizza? Pe- like three different pieces of pizza, three different types, plus all the appetizers and all the wine. It, it felt like I was indulging and I was going to be so bloated, but I was never bloated. Well, that's because we were also walking 200 steps up to town. <laughs> That is true. And they're walking back down them every yeah. night. Yeah. And we were doing a lot of hiking and swimming and yeah. you burned a lot of calories. Yeah. We burned a lot. Yes. <laughs> but also the food was really fresh. Well, it was very easily clean. digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, here even we get spoiled with all of the the vegan sort of junk food things that we love to consume yeah. and dine on and all of the chips and bars and snacks and blah, blah, blahs. And um, there, you know, they don't really have it. So we're, you're eating just really good, clean food. Yeah. I mean, what I would say about that is like, I'm so blessed to live in LA where there's a juice bar in every corner and also a vegan restaurant in every corner. But sometimes the vegan junk food that I love will make me feel bloated or um, it'll be harder to, to digest. So I'm taking digestive enzymes. Yeah. I brought my digestive enzymes to Italy and I barely took any. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's like amazing. I had them on hand. And then, like, I just didn't need them because my digestion was functioning properly. Woohoo! You know, as opposed to the U.S., where even if it's a healthier veganer version, and I will eat more vegan junk food here, self-admittedly, 100%, but I feel like here I need more enzymes than I did there. Mm -hmm. And I think we would be a big mistake to not mention buffone. Oh, yes. Gelateria with the best vegan gelato ever. <laughs> okay, that was one of Vince's questions. So earlier you were like, okay, Leslie, how do I make vegan gelato? This was before we started the podcast. And I was like, oh, we have to talk about this on the podcast. Yes, please. How do you make vegan gelato? Well, gelato like ice cream can be a little fickle the first few times that you make it. So you just keep making it, which is such a bummer that you just have to continue yeah. to taste all this gelato as but, you perfect it. <laughs> but you can also make it like it'll be like a pudding. Like you don't make it perfect every time, but you can still eat it. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. You, you, have to, you, you know, you have to eat everything that you try to make. <laughs> but it's really easy. A lot of the traditional gelatos in... Italy, especially chocolate, are actually not made with dairy because it's so rich. They're made with water. And so naturally, you can walk into most gelato shops and find non-dairy flavors. Just ask, is it vegano? And they will tell you and point to which ones are vegano. Exactly. The Mm -hmm. fruit ones are usually vegan as well. But then you've got special places like Buffone, which will do vegan flavors for us. I I let them know when I'm coming to town and they, (laughs) um, they they put it out. And they've also got vegan cones, which are much harder to find. That's the best. So the one, well, we went to Rome first, uh, just a couple, uh, four of us or something. Yes, where there's Punta Gelato that has vegan gluten-free cones. Yes, and that was so good. And then the one in Ravello was also amazing, but I could not believe that there there was more vegan cones than I thought. Yeah. It's totally doable. You just have to find it. And if you're going to Italy, don't be afraid to message me. And I'm sure Allison's open to it too. I mean, I've traveled all over that country. Don't be afraid to message me and say, where do I eat in this area? Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to make ice cream at home and you don't have an ice cream maker, 
something really easy to make is nice cream, which I'm sure you've had before with frozen bananas and flavor. And that's it. And you just whip it together in a blender until it's really, really thick. And then you stick it back in the freezer and it gets packed hard and you can scoop it just like ice cream. And it's delicious. Huh, that's simple. Yeah, it's super simple, yeah. really easy. It has great flavor. And then you're not using any refined sugars to make it, so it's super healthy. And it's a great thing to do with kids in the summertime, especially when it's hot like it is here in L.A. right now. Yes. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I make, and it's not necessarily gelato, but it's the easiest thing. It has four ingredients, and you can make it anytime because you probably have these ingredients in your kitchen. You buy them once, and then you have them. So I'll make like a vegan ice cream. It can also be a vegan chocolate mousse, depending on how, if you freeze it or if you keep it in the fridge. But it's so easy. So you're going to buy Lakanto, which is like this vegan sugar substitute. And then you're going to have avocados and cacao powder. You're going to mix those together with your plant-powered milk of choice. I personally love oatly milk, but whatever milk you have, you blend that together. Easiest four ingredients ever. It is going to be so divine. You can serve it this at dinner parties. You can ha- make it for yourself. I personally still have a sugar addiction. And so this is one of my go-tos when I'm like, I'm craving something and I'm not going to give in, but I have to have something. At least I'm eating some avocado, right? right? You can freeze it or put it in the fridge. And I'm not saying it's the same consistency as gelato, but it can either be the same consistency as a mousse or as an ice cream. And it's divine. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And we're so, so lucky good. that the non-dairy ice creams are stepping up big time. It's so easy to walk into any store yeah. and find vegan ice cream. I mean, Ben and Jerry's, Hagen Dawes, Nadamu. So Lamamu. good. So delicious. <laughs> yeah. Almond Dream. There's so many vegan ice creams out there now. So there, you can really get anything. I know. And um, I grew up on Hagen Dawes, but now I'm obsessed with Ben and Jerry's. But um, Hag- Have you had the vegan Hagen Dawes? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good! It's so creamy. Well, I couldn't believe it when I first. I think I first saw their mint chocolate chip one, and I was like, "I'm sorry," because that's what I grew up eating with my mom. And when you are, um, when you have a food addiction that is related to childhood, because you had it with your parents or you had it, it was a special occasion. You kind of look at it with these like rose-colored glasses, and you think, it "Doesn't matter. That's not good for you." You're just like, "This makes me happy." Yeah. So when Hagen Dazs came out with vegan flavors, I was thrilled. And then obviously the Ben and Jerry's ones. They have their four signature flavors, and I was just at an event where they were taste testing four more flavors. No, no. They have over 10 now, I believe. Oh, okay. So and they- I just tried the other day, because I decided to eat ice cream for dinner the other day, um, <laughs> They have a cinnamon roll one. Yep. Okay. So Did I, you try yeah, it? I tried oh that one. Oh, my I didn't know they were gosh. out yet. <laughs> Holy life-changing moly. Uh. Yum. Yeah. So good. Really good. It's cinnamon ice cream with swirls of like cinnamon goo with um, cinnamon dough, Ugh. cinnamon roll dough in Yum. chunks. Oh my God. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. It might have to be my dinner tonight. Don't I'm tell so anybody. We have fruit for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Allison, let's talk about some of the favorite dishes that you had when we were there. I know you liked some of the other restaurants we went to a lot as well. What was something that you really loved? Um, Well, I have to talk about dessert because I'm a sugar addict. But um, so there were two restaurants that had the best dessert I've ever had. And I've never had anything like it. And I know that I say amazing and incredible a lot. But honestly, 
I've never had better dessert than when we had the fruit wrapped in fruit. Like, so what the fruit on fruit on fruit at Salvatore's at Salvatore's. So tell me how they did this. So you had the frozen fruit. So what they did was they made a bunch of different gelatos from fruit and from there were nuts in there, too. And then they took that gelato and stuffed it inside the hollow fruit and then refroze it. So they made a strawberry gelato, stuffed it inside a hollow strawberry and then refroze it. Same with peaches. Uh, They had um, walnuts. The walnut was amazing. That was cool. They had banana. They had um, orange, a bunch of different kinds of oranges, nectarine. They had, oh, they had prickly pear, which is one of my favorite things, the fruit off a cactus. It was insane. Yeah, it's really good. Well, super inventive. And that is something I had never seen before. So I was like super impressed. And it was also Laura's birthday. Yeah, it was. One of our retreat attendees, also a good friend of the Food Heals podcast. And so I feel like for her, it was just such a great experience to have this dessert for your birthday. And like, how can I next year on her birthday, I want to make this for her. So is there do we have any recipes? Like, how can we make this at home? Um, I could come up with one for you. Okay, you've got to because we have yeah. to know how to make this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult to recreate. You could even you could kind of hack that idea as well by buying. There's so many sorbet brands out there, and uh, buying okay. the sorbet and getting the fruit that matches it and hollowing them out and stuffing it yourself and refreezing them. Got it. Um, or you could make the sorbet yourself as well. Be a good little hack to grab the sorbet and do it that way got it and then the second dessert i was obsessed with um was the last say the banana split yeah yeah okay so here's what happened so we ate a delicious meal it was so good beautiful views the whole thing gorgeous restaurant at villa Um, maria yes at villa maria and we had the best drinks nicole and i were drinking these like lavender martinis okay the whole time we drank wine and limoncello so this was like the first night that we drank like martinis so Nicole, it was so fancy. Nicole and I were all about those lavender martinis. But then we ate the great meal and then dessert came. And we had, I, I forget what I ordered the first time, but it's all vegan. There's a huge vegan dessert menu. Thank you. Did you get the crumble or the praline? I don't remember. And it was great. Yeah. But then I saw what the other girls were ordering and it was their banana split. And I said, I don't care how much it costs. Come over here right now. Waiter, please. I'm getting two desserts. I need this now. (laughs) So it was this chocolate ball. Yes, you need to describe it because this is not an American split. No. When I hear banana split, I picture a vanilla piece of ice cream with a banana crossed with some chocolate crust. Like, what would you picture? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly that. Not a chocolate ball. No. So this was not what I expected. So it was a ball of chocolate. And then they would pour over gold... Please tell me what was in the gold flakes. Like, well, there were gold flakes on it. Yeah, on this chocolate sphere that was on the plate. Yes, it looked like a golden chocolate Death Star. So, and then so they crazy. took. We're gonna show you video of it. Yeah, oh you God. have to go on Allison's so Instagram cool. to see the video. <laughs> no, on Laura, it's on Laura's Instagram. Oh, it's is on, on Laura's. Your, is it I on put yours? it in my stories, so it's disappeared by okay, now. Okay, yeah, I'll put it in my Instagram. Uh, I'll try to do that. Yeah. So there's this chocolate sphere covered in gold and chocolate. And they take this pitcher of hot chocolates, like melted, hot melted chocolate, 
and they pour it down the center of the sphere and it starts melting down it. And all of a sudden the sphere breaks open, melts out around into the center reveal this banana sorbet oh in the center God. of it. And I believe it also <laughs> had candied walnuts around it. Oh, yes. And so you just have all of this flavor together and it's, it's wow. an unbelievable presentation for an unbelievable dish. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. That's so, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Would we're going like to feed him. Food Heals Nation, we promise we're going to feed him as soon as we get off of this podcast. But um, I think that was like the culmination of the entire trip because, you know, Food Heals Nation, you can go back and listen to the episode where we talked about this, where we talked about our whole experience and we interviewed um, the women who were on the retreat with us. And, you know, go back and listen. But if you want to come back, you can. We're going to do this in 2019. Woohoo! Yeah, we are. Yeah. So right now, enrollment for our trip is open. And I love you, Vince, but it's only for women. Dang it. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm still going to go to Italy. I can't help it now. No, no. You need to go. You need to go for yeah. sure. But you need to go at home as well. Yeah. So if you'd like to come with Allison and I... It's going to be amazing, delicious, yes. incredible, life-changing. Yeah. Just really rad trip is all I can say. I mean, something you'll never forget for the rest of your life. I never forget them. And uh, you can sign up at www.foodhealsnation.com slash Italy or just go to foodhealsnation.com and click on Italy. And what's happening right now is that the price is the lowest it will ever be. So basically what that means is you just want to book before November 30th when the prices go up. And the good news is all we need to reserve your spot is a deposit and you can make the full payment in 2019. If you want to go, if you think you want to go, this retreat sold out so fast this year. And that's why we're, we're opening it up a full year in advance because we know we like to keep the group very limited in number because it's important that we keep these retreats nice and small because we like them to be intimate. That way you can fully bond with everyone. Alice and I can bond with all of you guys and it can be a really cool experience. This isn't the kind of tour to Italy where you're going to be in a gigantic bus. Right. You're going to go stay at some, you know, Hyatt or Sheraton and you're going to get bussed in and out of all these tourist places. This is a intimate trip where we stay in the home of my family friends and we eat the with the locals we do local things all of the people in that town know us so people will be embracing you having conversations with you it's a very personal experience and so if you want to have that kind of real authentic italian experience come have it with us yeah you'll love it we're really cool to hang out with <laughs> I think we're a good time. <laughs> Allison's definitely a good time. I'm just a food nerd. I can be a good time. And I have some some of the girls on the retreat. Oh, we had a good time together. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, my friend who said... I have no said, idea what you're talking uh, about. I won't right call now. her out, but my friend who said, I'm a professional drinker. Okay. Ah. <laughs> so we drank all the wine and limoncello. But I will say that the reason that, you know, we keep it small also is because this isn't a retreat where um, we're going to have 40 people. This isn't something where there's a spillover hotel where if mm -mm. extra people come. Like, this is very intimate. And I mean, I know I'm repeating what Leslie said, but the point is, is that we want to get to know each of you 
individually together because that is where these bonds are formed that will happen nowhere else. And what we didn't talk about today that I'll just mention is all the activities. So we're not just sitting there eating food all day, although that is a large part of it. And cooking. We, there's a, there are yes. cooking classes, so you do have to eat what you cook. But we do some cooking days and then we do some out days because I think it's very important as much as I would love to cook for you every single day, I think it's very important for you to taste the cuisine of the culture and to experience that. And I should also say that we have a organic farm attached to our villa that we pull from every single day. Yes. So when you're having toast in the morning or you're having your vegan croissant, you're having it with the jam made from the harvest on the villa. And they would make us a cake every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like... From oh my God, that chocolate pear cake the last day. Shut up, shut I still am dreaming about it. I it can't. was so good. Dying? I didn't get the recipe. I'm like, I'm the vegan chef. I want this recipe. <laughs> it was so good. And so if you want to come, just know that, yes, we eat a lot of food. We drink a lot of wine. But we also do a lot of activities and yes. truly immerse us, ourselves in the Italian lifestyle and culture, which is we go on boats. We go to beaches. We go shopping in all of the towns. We go hiking. I mean, it is a full experience, but not a tour bus experience. Just like no. you said, Leslie, like there is such a difference in that. And I just want to make that clear. Like this is a retreat. You're going to get to know these girlfriends that you're going to have friendships for the rest of your life. We're going to have really fun experiences. And it's not like a massive like, oh, let's all go to this place and there's 40 people, which I, I've been on trips that do that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not what we're doing. Yeah. We just curate a different kind of experience. And as we do stay stationary in Ravello, but we do travel out a bunch. We go to Positano. We go to Amalfi. Mm -hmm. We go to Capri, the island. Capri is, I'm obsessed. (laughs) By the way, I just want everyone to know. So right after we left, Kyle Richards and her family did our exact trip. No way. I was watching her stories and I was like, girl, I'm going to teach you how to veganize this place. They're on a boat to Capri. They're in Capri eating at some of the same restaurants we ate at. I was blown away. Oh my gosh, how funny. I know. I was like, I wish we were friends, girl, so I could teach you how to veganize this place. But they were on the same trip that we went on. Oh, that's that's so funny. Yeah. I want residuals. I know. (laughs) All right, so if you want to join us, go to www.foodhealsnation.com slash Italy, reserve your spot. And thank you guys so much for being with us. You know, Vince, I appreciate your questions today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. I'm going to make a lot of food tonight, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Let everyone know how they can find you online. Uh, everything is Zoso the Sage. Instagram, Facebook, Z-O-S-O the Sage. Zoso. Zoso. Yeah. The Sage. Yep. Got it. And Leslie, thanks for being our guest. Where can everyone find you online? You can find me at LeslieDurso.com and at LeslieDurso on all the social medias. Amazing. Thanks, everyone. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.